نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله So continuing from what we left off last time uh, in the chapter of fasting we move on now to the following ahadith the hadith of Ibn Umar radiyallahu anhuma qal tara an-nas al-hilal fa-akhbartu rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anni ra'aytuh fa-sama wa amara an-nas bi-siyamih rawahu Abu Dawud wa sahahahu Ibn Hibban al-Hakim in this hadith of Ibn Umar radiyallahu anhuma he says that the people they were looking for the new moon so I informed the Prophet ﷺ that I have seen it. So he fasted and he commanded the people to start fasting also. Then also the hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma anna a'arabiyyan jaa ila nabiyyi sallallahu alayhi that a Bedouin came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said to him inni ra'aytu al-hilal that I have seen the new moon. فقال, so the Prophet said to him, أَتَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Do you bear testification that there is no deity worthy of worship and truth except Allah? قال, نعم. He said, yes. قال, أَتَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ He said, do you bear testification that the Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad is the messenger of Allah? قال, نعم. He said, yes. قال, so the Prophet said, فَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ يَا بِلَالْ أَنْ يَسُومُوا غَدًا He said, O Bilal, announce to the people that they have to start fasting tomorrow. Announce to the people that they have to start fasting tomorrow. رواه الخمسة وصحاه ابن خزيمة وابن حبان ورجح النساء إرساله In these two hadith, or in the previous hadith we had seen, in the hadith of Ibn Umar previously last time, we saw that the Prophet ﷺ said, إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهُ فَسُومُوا وَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهُ فَأَفْتِرُوا That when you see the new moon, then begin your fasting. And when you see the new moon once again after that, then break your fast and do the day of Eid. So in that hadith, it says that if you see the moon, then you can start doing these worships. The Shaykh says, is it there for a condition that every single Muslim must see that new moon? Or is it sufficient that some of the people, if they see it, that suffices everyone else? These two hadith now indicate that it is sufficient if some people see it, that is sufficient. It is not a condition that every single person with their own eyes must see the new moon. If some of the Muslims have seen it, and they inform the others, and the announcement is made, it is sufficient. So here the hadith of Ibn Umar and the hadith of the Bedouin indicates that. Indicates that even if a single person, even if a single person sees the new moon, then that is sufficient. Because in the hadith of Ibn Umar, he says, That the people, they were looking for the new moon. On that night when they expected that it would be out, then they were looking for the new moon and searching for it. يعني طلبوا رؤيته وتحرروا رؤيته So they're looking for it and looking around in the horizon and the sky to see where the new moon is. So in this, the Shaykh says, is an evidence that when the month is about to come to an end and you expect that Ramadan could begin, it could begin this night or maybe next night. So on those nights, that one or two nights you go out, or that one night you go out to look for the moon. This is something which is from the sunnah or from the acts that they used to do. To search for the new moon, that's what's befitting. It's befitting to search for that moon for the one who is able to do so. For the one who has that ability, who has that vision, who is in a position where it can be seen, etc. Then he should make the attempt and the effort to try to see it. But the point of this being, that even if a single Muslim, a single witness, was to inform you that the moon has been sighted, then it is sufficient. We know that, because the hadith of Ibn Umar, it was just Ibn Umar who saw it. And in the hadith of the Bedouin, it was the Bedouin by himself who saw it. One person who saw the moon and that was sufficient. What if it was a 
man or a woman? Is there a difference? What if it was a single woman? Does it have to be more than one woman then? Does it have to be two women for example? One man is sufficient, we know that for definite. What about women? Is one woman sufficient or does there need to be at least two women? What about here though? Here the Shaykh says, even one woman is sufficient. One witness is all that is required. سَوَاءً كَانَ هَذَا الْوَاحِدُ رَجُلًا أَوْ امْرَأَةً Whether this one person who sees the new moon is a man or a woman. So in the hadith of the Bedouin, he came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said to him, I've seen the new moon. So the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Do you bear testification that there is none who has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah? i.e. do you bear testification to la ilaha illallah so the man said yes this is therefore an evidence that the witness who sees the moon whose information you then base your worship upon that you begin the month of fasting upon that person that witness must be a muslim that's a condition that it must be a muslim who witnesses that new moon that's why the prophet established from this individual that he was a believer. When he said to him, I've seen the new moon, the Prophet ﷺ asked him, do you bear testification that there is none who has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah? Do you bear testification that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah? He was establishing whether he was a believer or not. So that indicates, as the Shaykh says, that it is one of the conditions that the one who sees the new moon is a believer, not from the news of a kafir who comes and tells you that. So when the man said, yes, I believe in all of that, then the Prophet said to Bilal, Adhin fin nas. Make the adhan amongst the people and tell them. What does that mean? Make the adhan amongst the people and tell them. It doesn't mean make the adhan literally. Adhan in the Arabic language means grammatically to make an announcement. So here in the hadith, when the Prophet said to Bilal, Go and make the adhan, he meant go and announce to the people that the moon has been sighted. Announce to them that the moon has been sighted and the fasting will begin. This therefore indicates, the Shaykh says, that if the Imam of a particular country, the ruler, the leader, he becomes aware that the moon has been sighted, he becomes aware that a witness has come and witnessed and testified that the moon has been seen, then it is upon him to command and to order the announcement to be made. As the Shaykh says, وَأَنَّ إِمَامَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ إِذَا ثَبَتَتْ عِنْدَهُ الرُّؤْيَةِ If the leader of the Muslims, it becomes confirmed to him that the moon has been sighted, فَإِنَّهُ يُعْلِنُ هَذَا لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ So he should make this announcement to the believers. He is supposed to make the announcement for everyone to know about that. That is because the Prophet ﷺ said, يَا بِلَالْ أَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ O Bilal, go and announce it amongst the people. As the Shaykh says, i.e. announce it to them. Make them aware of this. The Shaykh says the point being here that you announce it to the people in whichever way. Whatever way you announce it to the people, even if it is through the radio. The announcement goes out through the radio that the moon has been sighted and the fasting is going to begin. Or you announce it through, uh, through telephones, for example, through phoning, etc. Or through telegram or through uh, other ways, whatever the means might be to announce and to get this news out to the people that the moon has been sighted and the fasting is going to begin. Uh, also previously the Sheikh mentions they used to send out people. A person would physically go out to distant places, to the boundaries of the lands and go and inform those people that the moon has been sighted. So all of this indicates the importance of making the announcement once the moon has been sighted so that all of the people they can fast and they are aware that the fasting has begun. All of these hadith now, 
they indicate that the fasting, it begins by one of two ways. The fasting begins by one of two ways. The month of Ramadan starts by one of two ways. إِمَّا بِإِكْمَالِ شَعْبَانِ ثَلَاثِينَ يَوْمًا إِذَا لَمْ يُرَى الْهِلَالِ لَيْلَةَ الثَّلَاثِينَ Either by completing 30 days of Ramadan, if the moon has not been sighted on the 29th day, on the night of the 30th. If the moon has not been sighted on the night of the 30th, as we would say the 29th day, then you complete the 30th day for Sha'ban, and then you begin Ramadan after that. That's one way. If the moon is not sighted, then you complete 30 days of Sha'ban and then begin. If the moon has been sighted on the 29th day, i.e. the night of the 30th, that means Sha'ban is only going to be 29 days. And then the next day, it's not going to be the 30th of Sha'ban, it's going to be the 1st of Ramadan. So one of two ways, either the moon is sighted and therefore you begin. Or the moon is not sighted and therefore you complete 30 days and begin. And maybe if the moon is not sighted on the 29th day, you might sight it on the 30th day anyway. It might come out on the 30th day. But then, even if you sight it or not, you're going to do Ramadan the next day anyway. Because Sha'ban has now completed. As for the witnessing of the new moon, if it has been seen, then it is sufficient that one believer narrates that. أَمَّا يُنَادِ بِهِ الْمُبَعْضِ الْجُهَالِ أَوِ الْمُتَعَالِمِينَ الْمُتَنَطِّعِينَ مِنَ الْعَمَلِ بِالْحِسَابِ الْفُلَكِ فَهَذَا إِحْدَاثُ شَيْءٍ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ لَمْ يَشْرَعُ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ Then the shaykh says, in fact, some people they will say now there are three ways. Some people will say to you there are three ways to know how to begin Ramadan. One is if you see the moon, one is to finish the 30 days, but some people they'll say to you we have another way. What's that? The mathematics and the science and the, 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 uh, the astrology and the, the, the Met Office. All these people, they do their calculations. They do their calculations and they tell you that on the 29th day, the night of the 30th, the moon will be out. Our calculations have told us the moon will be out. But the people, they go out and they can't see anything. So what do some people say? They say, no, even though we didn't see it, they've told us the calculations, they've worked it out. The moon was definitely out. It's just that we missed it. So we should start fasting. The sheikh says, this is what some people they say and this is what some people they do. And he says, it's ignorance. The ignorant ones do this type of behavior. And it is not from the religion of Allah to begin your Ramadan in this way. On the 29th day, if you look and you don't see the moon, all over the world, the Muslims, they look everywhere, no moon is sighted anywhere. Then even if these kuffar, they come and tell you that definitely was there, you all missed it. It doesn't matter, forget them. We looked, we searched, the Muslims looked. They didn't see it anywhere, there was not a single witness. Then leave it. Complete the 30 days and begin your Ramadan. That is the ruling of the Quran and the Sunnah. Allah Jalla wa'ala shara'alana siyam bi ahdi amrin. Allah only commanded us to start fasting with one of two ways. Imma bi ru'yatil hilal, either by seeing the moon... وَإِمَّا إِكْمَالْ شَعْبَانِ Or by completing 30 days of Sha'ban. وَلَا يَسِيرُ هُنَاكَ شَيْءٌ ثَالِثٌ And there is no other third thing that can come into this affair. There is no other third possibility. وَكَانَ الْحِسَابُ وَالتَّنْجِيمُ وَمَعْرِفَةُ مَنَازِلِ الْقَمْرِ مَوْجُودًا فِي عَنَّمْ سَيْسَلَّمْ The Shaykh says, these calculations, calculating when the moon is going to come out, and using the astronomy and the stars and the moon and how it comes out and the crescent and all of the different stages, that knowledge, it was known to them at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. The people at that time, they had knowledge of this type of astronomy. They had it. The Shaykh says to the extent that some of the people at that time, their knowledge of this astronomy was even greater than what people have now. They had knowledge of these affairs. They were able to work out these calculations too. They could do it at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. The Shaykh says there were people at that time who had this knowledge and they could do it then. Despite that fact, despite the fact that there were people even at that time, 1400 years ago, who could make these calculations for you. They could make the calculations and tell you, yes, we believe that the moon is going to be out tonight. They could do it. But despite that, لم يعتمد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم على الحساب لأنه عرض للخطأ. However, despite that, 
the Prophet ﷺ never used to depend upon or rely upon the calculations. Why? Because no matter how good a person thinks he can calculate, no matter how good these scientists come out with their calculations, there is always the possibility of a mistake. Are they going to say with certainty 100% we can tell you it's going to come out? It's not possible. There is always that note point, whatever percentage of a chance it might be, of a mistake. There's always that possibility. They will tell you our calculations, our working out, our maths tells us the moon, it should be out tonight, 99%. But there's always that small possibility, it might not. So because of that possibility of error coming into calculations, the Prophet never used to depend or rely upon that. Rather... He used to rely upon the Qur'an and the Sunnah as we were taught. Either look for the moon and you see it, good. If you don't see it, complete 30 days and do your Ramadan, finished. No need for any calculations, no need for entering yourself into an affair where possibly error could come into it. There's no need for any of that. Calculations is something which is done by humans. We humans, we do our science, we do our maths and we work out our calculations. Therefore, the Sheikh says, because it is a human calculation, then humans can always make mistakes. بشر, and the one who is making these calculations might make a mistake because he's human. On top of the fact, the Sheikh says, that these calculations that the people they make, can everyone do that? Do we all have the telescopes and the mathematics and the science equations and we can work out our calculations? Or is it just a select few scientists here and there? It's a few people. Not everyone can do that here. A few people have this ability to do. The Shaykh says, as for the religion of Allah, then everyone is able to do it. The religion of Allah on the 29th day, everyone can go out if they want and try to look for the moon. If they don't see it, خلاص, no problem. Continue for one more day and then start your Ramadan. Everyone can do that. The religion is ease. But as for calculations, not everyone can. Only those people now who claim they have the telescopes and the science and everything. So this is not from the affairs of the religion. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah made fasting linked to clear things. Very clear. Look for the moon. If you see it, start. If you don't, finish one more day and start. Simple as that. Takes five seconds to explain now. See, look for the moon. If you don't see it, do one more day of Sha'ban and then start. Finished. That's it. It's very simple, very clear how the religion has come. المتعلم. A common person can understand that, let alone somebody who's educated. Even a common person, you tell him on the 29th night or on the 30th night, the 29th day, if you don't see the moon, then you don't start. One more day of Sha'ban, then you start. Any common person can even understand that, the Sheikh says. Everyone knows that and it doesn't require any burden. Everyone knows about this. Either finish 30 days or see the moon. One of the two. Everyone knows that very simple. And this is in opposition to calculations. Calculations might be technical. They might bring about all types of different science. How to work out the moon when it's there, when it's not. All of that is... Uh, uh, in opposition to that which has been mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah which is clear and apparent for everyone to do uh, ah, then the Sheikh says there are some people and this is the reality of what we see he says that the people who use these calculations who say we are going to base our Ramadan upon the calculations. Whatever the Met Office tells us, whatever the scientists tell us, that's what we're going to do. The Sheikh says the people who do that, they will be hasty in making decisions and falling into error. Some some people, they will come and say to you, let's imagine how the moon has been sighted on the 29th day, on the night of the 30th. So Sha'ban is only 29 days and Ramadan begins. The Sheikh says, some of these people, they will come to you, they will say, no, impossible. Our calculations told us 
the moon can't even come out tonight. How have you seen it? They say it every year. You get some people, they come and they say, no, impossible. How have they started? How has Saudi Arabia started? How has this country started? How has that country started? How? The calculations, the Met Office, the scientists, they told us the moon cannot even come out tonight. They worked out their calculations. They can't even come out tonight. So how have they started fasting? They've got it wrong. They're lying. They didn't really see the moon. The scientists told us there's no moon tonight. The Sheikh says the people, they do that. And this is ignorance from them. And this is uh, making statements without knowledge. Because the Quran, the Sunnah says, if you have one witness, the trustworthy witness who comes to you, the Muslim, and tells you it's sufficient. Irrelevant what the kuffar they're telling you. So now, the Muslims, they are saying they have witnesses who have seen the moon, and they begin fasting. These Muslims say, no, we trust the kuffar more. The kuffar told us there's no moon. We don't believe you Muslims. Subhanallah, this is the state of affairs that the people are in. The Quran and the Sunnah is simple. Either look for the moon and you see it, if you see it, start. If you don't, wait one more day and start. And that's it. No need for the kuffar and their calculations. The moon is out tonight. It's not out tonight. It's not possible to see. And they say this every year, people, they do it. They say, how could you have possibly seen the moon? It wasn't even out today. That's what the calculations told them. And the calculations can be wrong. So we don't follow that. Uh, so the Sheikh says that this is something important that the people should uh, be aware of so that people don't start to mess about with this affair. People don't start to mess about with this and start saying, no, you couldn't have seen the moon. They told us there's no moon tonight, etc., etc. Don't let them open up this door to mess about in this way. Um, hmm. Then also what the people, they say, they say the Muslims are all split. We need to do Ramadan together. We should do Eid together, all of the Muslims together. We need to unite everyone. So they say, we use these calculations. Let's all agree that we'll use the calculations. Whatever the calculations tell us, we'll go off that. The Sheikh says, how silly is this type of thinking? If you want to unite the Muslims, then go upon the Quran and the Sunnah. The unification of the Muslims will be upon the Quran and the Sunnah. So the Muslims, they go out and look for the moon. If one of them sees it or there are witnesses who have seen it, they make the announcement and everybody fasts. They're all united. If they go out and there are no witnesses and no one sees it, then nobody fasts. They're all united. So the Shaykh says the Quran and the Sunnah will unite the people. He says, how many centuries have the Muslims been fasting and there was never any of this issue of differing and different days and different Ramadan, different Eid. These things never occurred. All these centuries the Muslims have been fasting and these issues never used to come about. Now the Sheikh says the issues have started to come about because people now, they have calculations. So when they started to bring in all of these issues of calculations and science and the Met Office and this and that, then these differences started to appear. But the Sheikh says if you want to unite the Muslims, then do not speak about calculations to unite them. Unite them upon the Quran and the Sunnah, implement it as how it should be implemented, and you will see the unification of the Muslims upon that. So that is with regards to how the month of Ramadan begins. That's that issue clear and simple. Then we have the next hadith. وَعَنْ حَفْصَةَ أُمِّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَسَلَّمْ قَالْ مَنْ لَمْ يُبَيِّتِ الصَّيَامَ قَبْلَ الْفَجَرِ فَلَا صَيَامَ لَهُ رواه الخمسة ومال النساء والترمذي ولا ترجيح وقفه وصححه مرفوعا ابن خزيم وابن حبان وللدار قطني لا صيام لمن لم يفرضه من الليل right, So now we have this hadith of Hafsa Umm al-Mu'mineen where she says رضي الله عنها that the Prophet said whoever does not make his intention before Fajr then there is no fast for him. Whoever doesn't make his intention before Fajr, then there is no fast for that individual. Also, we have the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. She says, دخل علي النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذات يوم فقال هل عندكم شيء؟ قلنا لا. قال فإني إذا صائم. ثم أتانا يوم آخر فقلنا أهدي إلينا حيص فقال أرينيه فلقد أصبحت صائما فأكل. Also the hadith of Aisha where the Prophet said, or rather she says that the Prophet he came upon me one day, he entered into the house one day, and he said to me, is there anything to eat? Do we have anything? 
So she said, we have nothing. We, she said that we told him we have nothing to eat today. So then he said, in that case, I'm fasting. In that case, I'm just going to fast for the day. Because he hadn't eaten anything since Fajr. On that day, the Prophet ﷺ hadn't eaten anything since Fajr. And he came and he said, is there any food? Is there anything to eat? They said to him, we have nothing. He said, in that case, I'm going to just fast. I'll just fast for the day. Then she mentions that he came to us another day. And we said to him that some haste has been given to us as a gift. Haste is that uh, dates and bread crushed together. It's a type of food, dates and bread crushed together. And so in that instance, when they said to him that we have this haste, the Prophet said to them, show me, because indeed I started this morning uh, fasting. And then after that he ate it. But what do these ahadith mean then? These ahadith now are talking about the intention. When does a person have to make his intention for his fast to be correct? It mentions here, or rather firstly we can say that certainly you need to have an intention. Fasting cannot be correct without an intention. You must make the intention to fast. And we already mentioned. Fasting cannot be correct except with an intention. And that is the statement of the Prophet that indeed all of the actions are by intention which is in Bukhari and Muslim but then here's the important point now when it comes to this issue of intention we're talking about intention now and making the intention for your fasting we've spoken about how the fasting starts in Ramadan now it's about the intention the first thing to remember now in this issue is that fasting is two types there are two types of fasting there is the one type of fasting which is obligatory. One type of fasting is obligatory. For example, the fasting of Ramadan. Fasting of Ramadan is obligatory. Also, for example, another example, a person who makes a vow. If a person makes a vow, to Allah that he's going to fast a particular day for some reason then that's also obligatory now he's made a vow to do it so when you make a vow it becomes obligatory upon you if it's a vow of obedience so these are types of fasts that are obligatory that's one type Al-Qismuthani the second type is Siyamun Nafal the supererogatory fasts the optional fasts outside of Ramadan outside of vowing just your own choice you want to fast one day out of choice Sunnah, Nafal. فَالصَّوْمُ الْوَاجِبْ لَا يَسِحْهُ إِلَّا بِنِيَّ قَبْلَ طُلُوعِ الْفَجْرِ The fasting which is obligatory like Ramadan, that cannot be correct unless you make your intention before Fajr. You have to have made your intention before طُلُوعِ الْفَجْرِ Before the sunrise, before the Fajr occurs. You have to have made your intention prior to that for it to be correct. فَلَوْ أَصْبَحَ لَمْ يَأْكُلْ وَلَمْ يَشْرَبْ وَلَكِنَّهُ مَا نَوَى الصِّيَامِ كَأَنْ يَقُولْ أَجْعَلُهُ الْيَوْمْ قَضَاءً أو أجعله عن كفارة أو ما علم بدخول شهر رمضان وحسبه شعبان ما نوى ولكنه لما أصبح تبين أنه ثبت الهلال لكن مضى عليه وقت من النهار ففي هذه الأحوال لا يصح صومه لكن يمسك عليه الإمساك ويقضي هذا اليوم لأنه مضى جزء من النهار لم ينوي فيه الصيام وإن كان ممسكا عن الأكل والشرب Look at this now If it's the obligatory fast like Ramadan the person must make his intention prior to beginning prior to the Fajr The Sheikh says if an individual was to wake up and he doesn't eat anything and he doesn't drink anything he wakes up and then he hasn't eaten anything, hasn't drunk anything yet, since before Fajr. So he thinks to himself, it's Dhuhr time when he wakes up, he thinks half the day has gone anyway. I've got some days to make up from Ramadan. From last Ramadan, I've still got some days to make up. Imagine now a person, he had some days to make up from last Ramadan. He wakes up this morning today. After Fajr, he prays Fajr, goes to sleep, he doesn't eat anything. Wakes up at Dhuhr time, he thinks to himself, I've got some days to make up, I might as well do it today. So when did he make his intention to make up that day from Ramadan? Before Fajr or at Dhuhr time when he woke up? So is that correct now? He can't do it like that. 
That's an obligatory fast he's making up. He has to have made his intention before Fajr, before the time it began. You can't do it in the middle of the day like that. Or for example, imagine now it gets to the end of Sha'ban, this month we're coming to now. It gets to the end of this month. Maybe on the 29th day, on the night of the 30th, the moon is sighted somewhere. The moon is sighted and the announcement goes out and everybody in the masjid starts fasting. But one person doesn't find out. One person sitting here doesn't find out. He doesn't find out. He was at home playing, doing something. He didn't find out. Nobody told him fasting has started. So the next day he wakes up. He prays Fajr. He goes to sleep. He wakes up at the whole time. He still hasn't eaten anything. At the time, just about when he's about to start eating, someone tells him. He tells him, no, don't. It's fasting today. We started. The announcement was yesterday. But he, so then at that time, he realizes, ah, oh, Ramadan has begun now, at the time. So now that day, is it counted as his first Ramadan or not? Here in this instance, the Shaykh says, here what the Shaykh says now, he says, oh, مَا عَلِمَ بِدُخُولِ شَهْرِ رَمَضَانِ وَحَسِبَهُ شَعْبَانِ A person didn't know that Ramadan has begun and he still thinks it's Sha'ban. مَا نَوَى So he hasn't made the intention. لَكِنَّهُ لَمَّا أَصْبَحَ تَبَيَّنَ أَنَّهُ ثَبَتَ الْهِلَالِ When he wakes up, he realizes that the moon was sighted. لَكِنْ مَضَى عَلَيْهِ وَقْتْ مِنَ النَّهَارِ But some of the day has already gone by now. فَفِي هَذِهِ الْأَحْوَالِ that for that person, when he finds out at Dhuhr time, and he hasn't eaten anything all day, he is technically fasting, he hasn't eaten anything all day, but he didn't know that it was actually Ramadan. He just coincidentally hadn't eaten anything, and he was about to have his breakfast at 12 o'clock. That person, the Sheikh says, when he finds out, he has to fast, carry on fasting for the rest of the day. But he has to make it up, the Sheikh says. Because he didn't make his intention at the right time. And it was an obligatory fast. So according to that rule, the Sheikh says, he should... Carry on the fast, obviously, but then also he needs to make it up afterwards, the Sheikh says. Because it doesn't count, because the intention was not made at the beginning. And the rule according to these hadith is that your intention should be at the beginning of the fast. No doubt there is some difference on this one. But here, this is the opinion the Sheikh mentions. If a person finds out late, then he has to fast for the rest of the day as soon as he finds out, but it doesn't count as his first day. Whoever doesn't make his intention before Fajr, then there is no fasting for him. Meaning that whoever... uh, So this hadith is talking about which type of fasting? The obligatory ones. The obligatory ones, if you don't make your intention before Fajr, in the night, then your fasting is not correct for that day. لَا بُدَّ أَنْ يَنْوِيَ سِيَمْ قَبْلَ يَطْلَعَ الْفَجَرِ فَإِذَا نَوَاهُ قَبْلَ يَطْلَعَ وَنَامَ عَلَى نَتِهِ وَلَمْ يَسْتَيْقْضِ إِلَّا بِالنَّهَارِ صَوْمُهُ صَحِيحِ What if a person makes the intention at night, before Fajr, maybe an hour before Fajr he's awake, he makes the intention, I'm going to fast. But then he falls asleep, and he misses his suhoor and everything. Falls asleep, misses the suhoor, and gets up only at the time, maybe even misses Fajr. He falls asleep, wakes up at 9 o'clock in the morning, quickly gets up and praises Fajr. This person now, is this fast okay or not? Why? Correct? He made his intention. Before the Fajr, he had made his intention, but then he fell asleep. Fell asleep, didn't end up waking up till 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. He made his intention before the Fajr. So then that day counts for him. He can just carry on now, not eat anything. Carry on and that day will count for him. But if a person goes to sleep without having made the intention, if a person though goes to sleep without making the intention, then in the middle of the day he wakes up and decides, I haven't eaten anything today, so I might as well. Use it as one of my fasts to make up from what I missed last Ramadan, i.e. for one of my obligatory ones, then we say no. That is not possible. That's for the obligatory fasts. The obligatory fasts, you must make your intention prior to beginning. 
You can't just wake up and say, I haven't eaten anything today, I might as well carry on and do my obligatory fast. No. What about the supererogatory ones, the optional ones? Outside of Ramadan, outside of making up obligatory days, your choice, Monday and Thursday of every week, those types of fasts, where you have a choice. For the nafal ones, it's permissible to make your intention in the middle of the day. That's permissible in that instance. So if a person wakes up, prays Fajr, goes to sleep, doesn't eat anything, wakes up at 10 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock at Dhuhr time, thinks to himself, I haven't eaten anything since before Fajr. It's Dhuhr time now, there's only a few hours left till Maghrib, I might as well just not eat anything for the whole day and do a supererogatory fast. Permissible, that's okay. That you can do. A person in the middle of the day decides, I haven't eaten anything all day today. I might as well fast. Get the reward for an optional fast. Correct, you can do that. That is okay. Uh, because supererogatory prayers, there is more room for maneuver. There's more room for maneuver in the supererogatory fasts. And that's why the hadith of Aisha, she says that the Prophet ﷺ, he came that day and he said, Has, is there any food in the house? That day he came and he said, is there anything to eat? Is there any food? They said to him, we have, we've got nothing. There's no food in the house. We have no food at the moment. So then the Prophet ﷺ said, in that case, I'll just fast for the day. Because he hadn't eaten anything all day that day. And then he came to look for some food. They said, we don't have any food. So he said, in that case, I might as well just fast for the rest of the day. He said, in that case, I'm fasting. So that indicates that he made his intentions, وسلم, from that middle of the day, from that time. He hadn't made it from the beginning. He was about to eat. If there was food, he would have eaten. But there wasn't. So he said, in that case, I'll fast. So that indicates the supererogatory prayers you can make the intention from the middle of the day or from whatever point in the day, and that is okay. So if a person has not eaten anything from Fajr, from after Fajr, if a person hasn't eaten anything, then at any point during the day, if he hasn't eaten since Fajr time, he decides, I've eaten anything after Fajr, and I might as well just carry on now and finish and do the fast. But he only decides that at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Four o'clock in the afternoon. It doesn't matter. That's okay. That will be counted as a supererogatory fast. As long as he's not done any of the things which break your fast. For example, he hasn't had relations with his family as well. All of the things that break your fast, as long as he's not done any of those, and then in the middle of the day decides, I've not done anything which would normally have broken my fast, so I'll carry on and make it a fast. Okay, he can do that. Gets the optional fast for that. Uh, then he says, when the Prophet ﷺ came the second day, then they said to him, we've got some hais. Hais is uh, dates and bread or dates and some, fast, uh, some fat, some cream and those types of things mixed together. That's hais. If you go to Medina, in the haram, they always give it out at the time of breaking the fast. This hais looks like a brown bread mixture with the dates in it. Um, so they told him that we've got some that we have some of this food. So the Prophet said to them, this was the second day now. Then he said to them, Arinihi. He said to them, show me. Show me where it is. Then he said to them, because indeed, I was actually fasting today. So on the second day, imagine, on the first day, the Prophet came in looking for food. He said, is there any food? If there was, he would have eaten it. So he hadn't intended fasting that day. But when he found out there isn't any food, he decided to fast. So he made his intention from that point and made the fast for that day. Optional fast, permissible to do it in this way. The next day he came, he had already made the intention to fast. He was fasting the next day. He came in the next day, he was already fasting this time. But then this time they said to him, actually, Ya Rasulullah, we've got some food today. He said, okay, show me. They showed it to him and he decided to have some. <coughs> so he broke his fast. That therefore indicates what? Indicates that if you're doing an optional fast, optional, it's not obligatory, it's an optional fast you're doing sunnah, nafal, then in the middle of the day at any point, if you decide that you no longer wish to continue with it, it's permissible to break it. Optional fasts. This isn't the obligatory ones. This is optional fasts we're talking about. So here this hadith indicates that it is permissible to do that. Uh, it's not obligatory for you to have to complete it 
فَيَجُوزُ أَنْ يُفْتِرَ فِي أَثْنَاءِ النَّهَارِ It's possible if he wants to break it and leave it, he can break it and leave it. It's an optional fast in the first place. فَصَائِمْ صَوْمَ النَّفَلْ مُخَيَّرٌ إِنْ شَاءَ أَتَمْ أَتَمَّ صِيَامَهُ وَإِنْ شَاءَ أَكَلَ وَقَطْعَ النِّيَّةُ وَأَفْتَرَ So the one who is fasting an optional fast, it's up to him. If during the day for some reason, he decides I can't continue for whatever reason, he can break his fast. That's permissible in the optional fasts. But the obligatory fasts, you don't have a choice. You can't just come in and say that the cake looks nice and I'm just going to break my fast and make it up after Ramadan. You can't do it. In the obligatory fasts, it's not possible. But in the optional one, it's allowed. Then there is one more issue left, the Sheikh says. بَقِيَتْ مَسْأَلَ مُهِمَّةً جِدًّا There is one important issue left. يَعْنِي إِذَا رُؤِيَ الْهِلَالُ فِي بَلَدٍ If the moon has been sighted in one particular country, فَهَلْ يَلْزَمُ النَّاسِ كُلَّهُمْ أَصَّوْمُ لِرُؤِيَةِ ذَلِكَ الْبَلَدٍ Then do all of the people have to fast because the moon has been sighted in one particular country? Does all of the Muslims everywhere then have to follow that one sighting? الجواب أنه إذا كان البلد لا تختلف فيه المطالع فيلزم الجميع الصوم The Shaykh says the answer is If there are countries There is a particular country, country A Country A has sighted the moon There is country B, C, D, E, F, G around it the Sheikh says, if those countries are in the same lunar pattern as country A, i.e. typically when the moon rises in country A, the new moon, it would be the same in these neighboring countries. They're all in the same region. It's all the same, uh, the same region in terms of how the moon comes up and goes down, how the, the lunar phases are. They're in the same lunar, tames, same time zone type of thing. Yes, they're all in that same zone. Then those countries must follow it. They're all in the same zone. And the moon has been sighted in their zone. Now they must follow it. Have to. The ones who are in that zone, they have to. They don't have a choice. They can't say, no, we're a different country. We don't care about that country. If that country is in the same zone as them, and the moon has been sighted within their zone, then they must follow it. They are all in the same zone. Forget about the names of the countries and the boundaries and the borders. They are the same zone of that lunar uh, aspect, of that lunar grade. أَمَّا إِذَا كَانَ تَخْتَلِفُ الْمَطَالِعِ مِنْ إِقْلِيمِ لَا إِقْلِيمٍ آخر لِمَا بَيْنَهُمْ مِنَ الْمَسَافَاتِ فَلَا يَلْزَمْ هَذَا الْإِقْلِيمَ الصَّوْمِ حَتَّى يَرَوْا الْهِلَالِ بِأَنفُسِهِمْ If however there is a big distance between country A and country Z Country Z is somewhere else in a completely different time zone Completely different lunar zone Lunar cycle They're in a completely different lunar cycle etc then for them it's not obligatory to have to follow this. They don't have to follow this now. They're in a different lunar cycle. They can do their own sighting and look for their own moon and complete their own 30 days. They're in a different lunar cycle. But the ones who are in the same lunar cycle, they must follow the sighting of those neighboring countries. But if it's a country far away in a different lunar cycle, then the Sheikh says they don't have to follow that. They can do it themselves then. They're in a different lunar cycle. They can try to look for the moon, etc. themselves. Uh, and every zone has their lunar sighting. That's obvious. Every zone will have a particular lunar sighting. Maybe the moon comes out in one place, but it doesn't come out in another zone till the next day. It's possible. That is possible. And that we know from the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ anyway. Fast when you see it, and break your fast when you see it. That is for every nation in every place. Every zone will be able to implement this hadith. Every zone will have a time when the lunar cycle works there and it might be different to a different time. So the Sheikh says basically if the lunar cycle is the same in that zone, then those countries in that same lunar cycle must follow that announcement from whichever country amongst that zone makes it. But if you're outside in a different lunar cycle, then you don't have to follow that. You can look for it yourself if you wish to do so. فَإِذَا كَانَتِ الْمَطَالِعَ تَخْتَلِفَ هُنَاكْ فَرْقَ بَيْنَ الْأَقَالِيمِ أو بَيْنَ الْقَارَاتِ فَإِنَّ لِكُلِّ قَوْمٍ رُؤْيَتُهُمْ So if there is a big difference in the lunar cycles and the zones, then every zone can look for themselves. And they all have their own particular lunar sighting. وَلَا يَلْزَمْ أَهْلُ الْإِقْلِيمِ أَنْ يَسُومُ بِرُؤْيَةِ الْإِقْلِيمِ الْبَعِيدِ عَنْهُمْ لِإِخْتِلَافِ الْمَطْلَعِ هَذَا قَوْلٌ لِأَهْلِ الْإِلْمِ So it's not obligatory for one particular 
country to have to follow some other country a long way away if they're in different lunar cycles. The Shaykh says this is one opinion of some of the scholars. That is one opinion some of the scholars have mentioned. And this is the stronger opinion among some of those who have researched this issue. Um, the second opinion, that's the first opinion. That is one opinion. That if you're in the same lunar cycle, you must follow it. If you're outside of the lunar cycle of the country who has witnessed it, you don't have to follow them. That's one opinion. Al thani, the second opinion. The second opinion is that when one Muslim area, one Muslim witness in whichever country, whichever zone, witnesses the moon, they've cited it, they've made the announcement, then it's obligatory upon all the Muslims to follow that and be united upon that. That's one opinion. That doesn't matter about the lunar cycles and the time zones. Wherever it's cited, wherever in the Muslim world it is cited, all of the other Muslims should follow it. That's one opinion. And there is a difference of opinion in the issue the Sheikh says. Right, so the Sheikh says, you can, with this issue, it goes back to the scholars. If the scholars in your land, in your area, they take the opinion that let's just stick to unification with all the Muslims. If one place sees it, even if we're in a different lunar cycle, let's stick with them, we can do that. But if they say no, in our lunar cycle, we'll try to look for it ourselves. Then that is okay, correct. So there's difference of opinion on this particular issue. وَابْنُ عَبَّاسِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ فِي الْمَدِينَةِ لَمْ يَعْمَلْ بِرُؤِيَةِ أَهْلِ الشَّامِ And it's mentioned that Ibn Abbas, when he was in Medina, he never used to act upon the sighting of the moon in Sham. Sham in Syria and Jordan and those places. Sometimes they might have announced it in those areas, but Ibn Abbas, when he was in Medina, he wouldn't act upon that. Different lunar cycle. He wouldn't act upon that. It's mentioned in this one occasion that the people of Sham, Syria and all those areas, they on one occasion had seen the moon on a Friday. So they began to fast. But the people in Medina hadn't seen it until Saturday. So they began on Saturday. So that indicates that they were using their own lunar cycles with their own sightings of their own lunar cycles. So there was a difference of a day because of the difference in the lunar cycles. And he said, we will not stop fasting and do Eid until we see the moon. And he didn't take the sighting of the Sham region. And this is an evidence that every person or every zone in their lunar cycle can look for their own sighting. But then you have to be able to work out where are the lunar zones. There's no point country A having their neighbor right next to them 50 kilometers away. And they're saying, no, we're in a different zone. We don't want to follow you. You have to be able to work out and know where the zones are and the lunar cycles are so that there isn't any differing uh, outside of where it should not be differed about. Uh, then the Sheikh says, That this does not oppose that which we said about not using calculations. Calculations doesn't come into this. Some people they use this argument, what we've just said, that you don't have to follow that lunar cycle. You've got your own lunar cycle. They use that argument. Uh, they use the argument to say, yeah, we don't have to follow that country. They're in a different lunar cycle. We'll just stick to our calculations. That's what some people do. They use this opinion of the scholars and abuse it. They say, look, you told us there's an opinion of the scholars. You don't have to follow that country. We're not going to follow that country. We'll do our own. But when they do their own, what are they really doing? The calculations. That's not correct. The Shaykh says this isn't what we're talking about. If you're going to do it yourself, then be, fear Allah and do it properly in accordance with the Quran and the Sunnah. If you are genuinely in a different time zone and a different lunar cycle. And often, you might be in the same lunar cycle as many other countries. So there might be other countries that are close to you. Maybe one of those sees the moon and that's it. You can just follow. You don't have to do your own. So within the lunar cycle, you do it. Uh, the Sheikh says, to the extent that some of the people who go to such an extreme, they say, if there is a conflict, if there's a contradiction, if the moon has been sighted and the Muslims have announced that it's been sighted, but the kuffar, they tell us, no, it's not, 
Then they say you follow the kuffar and you follow their calculations. The shaykh says this is such extremism from these people. The Quran, the sunnah tells you that you fast with the sighting of the moon. They say to you, no, we're going to follow the calculations. And that the shaykh says, a person who does that, then in reality, it's as if he's throwing away the hadith of the Prophet It's as if he's ignoring and neglecting the sunnah. The sunnah tells you, look for it or do 30 days. He says, no, the calculations, we take them, then it's as if he's ignoring the ahadith of the Prophet He prefers and he loves to use the calculations more than the sunnah of the Prophet So that's where that issue ends. That is concerning the sighting of the moon. We've said now that one person can sight the moon. Male or female. One person comes, one Muslim, then that is sufficient for it to be accepted and the announcement to be made. Then, oh, if that doesn't happen, if there is no witnesses, then you finish 30 days. But if it does happen and the announcement goes out, then there is a difference of opinion. Some scholars say everyone should follow it, all the Muslims. And some say you have to follow it if you're in the same lunar cycle, but if you're outside of that same lunar cycle, different zone, then you don't have to. And that is basically the nutshell of this issue, but the point being that the, account, uh, the uh, calculations, these calculations, the Shaykh refutes all of that and mentions that it is not correct, not the way to do it, and those calculations should not be used, and especially when people go to an extreme and they say the calculations are better than the uh, sunnah, that we will use the calculations, we don't care about your sightings. They say the calculations are going to unite everyone, rather the sunnah will unite the people. So that is the issue of the sighting of the moon and how to do it and about the calculations. Uh, next time, we'll begin by talking about the issues of suhoor and iftar. Some of the things, some of the sunnah, some of the hadith which have been mentioned about the suhoor and the iftar. How to do it, what to do, what to eat, when to eat. All of those things, inshallah, we'll do next time.